0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin All right, we will go then in one, and two, and three, and hello everyone and welcome to the shrieking shack this is a harry potter reread podcast for lapsed fans i am your host cc and i'm liz and liz i i powered through it i nearly hiccuped during the intro there i feel it coming it's in my throat Mm. i'm I, i i know that the hiccup is going to happen at some point because i have been scarfing down a lovely drink um which might be embarrassing for me to say what it is uh we are it is it is 10:50 a.m. on God's green earth and I have cracked open a Red Bull um because there is a new watermelon Red Bull and normally normally I only buy the sugar-free drinks but I was like watermelon huh okay <laughs> all right and it's really good um and I'm going to get all hopped up on watermelon juice this morning so but but it's making me a hiccup so here I am I'm ready, but I'm it, it just know it's coming.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm fully knocked out by the idea of a watermelon Red Bull. I have to say that I don't think I've had a single energy drink since. Uh, let me see here. Probably, mm. probably in five years. It's probably <laughs> been five years since mm-hmm. I have have had a had a sugar free Red Bull. Um, and and that's not to say like oh I'm I'm very cool and good for not not having <laughs> having a having an energy drink but I think that if I drank a watermelon Red Bull right now I'd die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I might who knows you know I shouldn't but I like drinking energy drinks uh for they they help me focus while I'm drawing mm-hmm. um, more for whatever reason more than coffee I couldn't I it's probably entirely psychosis or or you know i've been i've had advertising drilled into my brain that energy drinks are better for that but but for whatever reason you know i'll drink a coffee to wake up sometimes but but if i want to focus on something i'm i'm reaching for that for that sugar-free red bull um Hmm. which is a bad it's bad it's a bad habit um but uh but that's okay none of us are perfect especially not podcast hosts
1: no definitely not
0: (laughs) but we're You know, we, we, uh, despite, you know, chugging bad drinks, we have our health, which is more than can be said than, uh, than perhaps JK Rowling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's, let's get up to speed with JK Rowling's Twitter, uh, stuff. We have a lot of news to get to today, but I think this is the, still the most, uh, important thing on our docket, uh, probably for the foreseeable future. JK Rowling's, uh, uh, attempt at being normal. Mm-hmm. And her continued uh, use as of Twitter as a uh, as just a place to be nice and normal online.
1: I'm gonna have to mute her at this. <laughs> I pl- know, Like, right? I, like I, I, think that I mean my Twitter use is not not um, typical in that I think that I'm very online, but I don't post and I don't really <laughs> engage. You're a lurker. Um, I am a lurker, but I, and I think that you know because and I touched on this last week that she has such high engagement and was gone for a long time it's all i see i see mm-hmm. the same tweets from her multiple times a day mm-hmm. every day
0: this one where she was just like post pictures of nice places or whatever in the replies and she just retweeted like all of these stock photos of like the bahamas or Reykjavik or whatever it's like I, my my twitter feed was i have i've turned off retweets with her Um, I feel like I'm obligated, you know, as a podcaster, as a, as a news person to look at her actual tweets. But, but uh, this week I just had to say, okay, no more retweets. I do not care about these people's pets. Uh, I do not care about their pictures of beaches that they've been to. Uh, and I, and I do not care about these videos that she keeps posting of like random, random British celebrities saying, please stay home. Mm. uh it's it's a nightmare you know it, i i would go crazy if i had to see any more of those from her right i guess we've actually you know as of this morning we have two little uh, uh tidbits from her twitter that are actually worth mentioning number one is her i guess i'm still trying to wrap my head around why she posted this the way she did where she posted a link to a a, a doctor explaining a breathing technique that can help if you have pneumonia or 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 the the coronavirus like like it it was it's like a a nice video but she slipped in this little detail in there where she said for last two weeks i've had all symptoms of covid19 though haven't been tested and did this on doc husband's advice i'm fully recovered and the technique helped quite a lot Hmm. and i think like i guess this is maybe the missing piece of the puzzle You know, I theorized a while back that she her, you know, because of, uh, uh, you know, essential travel and social distancing and whatnot, her assistant wasn't there to take her phone away from her. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like the truth might actually be that uh, JK Rowling had the coronavirus and uh, and, you know, no one wants to touch her phone. So she's she (laughs) she has she has found a way to get her phone back and it's by coughing on it.
1: Right. Yeah. And now uh, she's yeah. back.
0: And now she's back, and she's and she's back for good. It seems.
1: No, well, and she doesn't need to leave. Uh, the the scullery has been renovated.
0: <laughs> I'm going to. I, I will die before I leave my scullery. Maybe she quarantined in the treehouse. Being that rich and having to stay in quote unquote quarantine, like it has been really fascinating watching all these videos of like celebrities posting videos like how crazy they're getting in quarantine and it's like don't you live on like 10 acres (laughs) don't you have like a roller coaster in your in your house somewhere (laughs) and jk rowling yeah she's got like she lives in like a historical estate she just added a scullery she has those tree houses she can go where she likes. She has like a separate, detached writing room that that spider won't let her into. You know. Yeah, that's right. This idea that she's like stuck in quarantine, just can't go anywhere, is very funny to me. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of our big piece of news uh, from her. The this idea that um, uh, she has uh, 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 conquered the virus and has returned, and this is the second piece of news to writing. Mm-hmm. She has dropped a couple of hints about writing stuff while she is uh, stuck at home and I want to theorize at what this could possibly be
1: fantastic beasts four <laughs> she she has been her her ball and chain also known as her co-writer on the script mm. of Fantastic Beasts, can no longer be around her. Yeah, um, oh, yes,
0: oh, that's... And, and like, every time she tries to get in, like, a Zoom meeting with Steve Cloves or whatever, she's like, oh, sorry, oh, oh, I can't, hey, oh, my internet's going out, uh-oh.
1: The hedge is blocking the internet signal. Sorry, Steve, <laughs> talk to you later. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, she, she doesn't have the old ball and chain Steve Kloves. Um, And so she's just getting in that writing time, that solo writing time, working on Fantastic Beasts 4.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, she's going to come out of quarantine. And she's going to say, guess what, WB? I've written the fourth movie. Um, It stars only Johnny Depp and Ezra Miller. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Is there going to be a problem with that? Uh, And they're going to say, ah!
1: Right, she's gonna come out. She's gonna come out from her tree house, and she was like, "No, I don't need Steve Cloves anymore. It's okay. It's okay, Steve. I already wrote it. Don't worry about it."
0: <laughs> don't. Thank you so much, Steve, uh, for all your support. But I've got the, I've got it from here. You know. <laughs> I think that that's a very real possibility because the thing is, like, I was running down my because we know she has a strike book coming out, but that's in like August, right. so that's done. That's that's like in the can. I think.
1: Is it the last one of those?
0: i, I don't so. know no i think she said that she was gonna write nine of those or something what? like that yeah I, I i think i think we're in for the long haul with with the strike novels this is maybe reading way too far into it but she did say in this tweet uh that she she likes writing at the moment because it lets her escape into an imaginary world so i'm like hmm is this a wizarding thing because i mean like i guess i mean i guess like strike is imaginary but it's like london and he's a detective <laughs> so yeah uh so so maybe maybe not but 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 i think fantastic beast 4 is maybe a a good guess you know she's gotta gotta keep it moving because um, this movie is gonna be so big when it when it when it is filmed and is very real
1: yeah, and, and every movie in a series has to get bigger and bigger as they go on.
0: That's right. That's, that's, that's why just...
1: Infinity War is the is the biggest movie ever
0: made. <laughs> yeah, I I I hesitate to say I feel sorry for the people working on Fantastic Beasts. I feel sorry for like the crew, you know, like the normal people who have to work on this thing. Sure, but uh, but the fact that it keeps getting delayed and now like right after it got delayed this video of ezra miller choke slamming a woman to the ground comes out <laughs> and i'm just like I'm,
1: I'm sorry i laughed it is it, it is uh the fate of the movies yes um obviously the video is is horrible it's crazy
0: or like you said it's it's not funny but the broader context in which it has emerged is just like oh okay <laughs> This movie's cursed. Like it's got to be. Another one of Grindelwald's crimes. And this is like a 7-second video. It's it's practically a vine. Has more shocking footage in it than any of any of the baby murders in Crimes of Grindelwald. That's true. Like, like the cinematography is better. Uh the event is more much more shocking mm-hmm. and I am more repulsed by it than I am by any of the actions of the villain in the movie. Right. It is, it's no good. And, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, because obviously it's very unpleasant, but it, it's just like, it, it does raise the question, you know, like, like what, do they recast Ezra? Do they, do they just ignore it? Do we have yet another actor, you know, discourse kerfuffle happening around the next movie is this just like how it's gonna be for all of these like
1: i wonder are they just gonna pretend nothing happened that's my guess that's
0: yeah maybe 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 this has been such a small blip relatively because you know news moves so fast now like maybe it just doesn't register that would be crazy but it's very possible
1: Mm -hmm. that character could be recast very easily So now with this, I'd like to, I would like to float the idea that maybe Ezra Miller's character morphs into Colin Farrell.
0: (laughs) He remember, he's like, oh, I have to remember a cool and handsome guy I know. (laughs) and then he becomes Colin Farrell I have
1: to take the the visage of a Dumbledore now that now that this reveal has been made Uh, that's right I will morph into Colin Farrell
0: yeah that's right Credence Credence is sitting there in Grindelwald's castle or whatever and he's like (laughs) I hate being I hate this form I need a cooler sexier form I'm gonna be Colin Farrell with an undercut
1: yeah that's a a great idea
0: sure why not better idea than a lot of things that have happened in these (laughs) movies so there's that. Uh, moving from film to games, we've got uh, actually quite a bit of game news here. Wonderful. Uh, number one. Do you remember a few weeks, perhaps even months ago, the announcement of uh, that game called Broomstick League?
1: No. Absolutely okay. not. I do not.
0: No. Okay. So there was a there, there was a game that was announced that looked like a lot of goofy fun that is like Rocket League- the car soccer yeah. game oh i know but, rocket league but but for quidditch
1: that sounds good
0: yeah it looks kind of
1: fun it's it. called
0: it's called broomstick league um and it went into early access i think like a week or so ago and it has mysteriously disappeared
1: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> which i i have real i'd say like mixed to negative feelings on because like obviously it is is Quidditch right? Like it's a it's a broomstick sports game, but I feel like that's absurd to like to like say like no, you can't make a game that looks like Quidditch because it doesn't say it's Quidditch. There's it, it doesn't say Wizarding World. It doesn't say it's Harry Potter. It's just Broomstick League, uh, right? And and that feels bad i think if you can't it, it, like if it can't even approach like fact if you can't even like approach anything that's like facsimile that's that's crazy to me yeah that's horrible like you know obviously lots of ripoffs exist like you, you can't look at like a mobile game store without seeing a bunch of like ripoffs of famous games but like i don't i don't know if i don't know if this like indie sports game posed much of a threat to warner brothers
1: yeah that sounds like a a let it be kind of yeah kind of
0: thing yeah i mean which as you know as we've seen time and time again warner bros cannot let it be like they, like last year they were going after fan conventions and stuff and like this this is this is a bummer like like e- even even if you do think the game is a cynical ripoff it's like okay and like so what it it's it's the first thing approximating a Quidditch video game since, like, the GameCube game. Like, oh, yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not like there's a, a grand Quidditch revival waiting in the wings that this was stealing thunder from. I, I <laughs> It's a bummer. <laughs> Which also leads me to our second piece of gaming news. I'm a little worried for this game now that Quidditch League has just disappeared. Hmm. A listener actually tipped me off. Uh, on this, so thank you to Lizzie for uh, sending me this game trailer for a Minecraft Harry Potter RPG. Wow, I played Witch- that. Yeah, it's called Witchcraft and Wizardry. It looks insane. Like it looks so good. They've got a bunch of RPG mechanics. There's dialogue with characters. There's like a full Hogwarts map as well as like a London and and Diagon Alley map. There's questing. There it 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 is absurdly detailed and in-depth and looks like a very loving fan game which means it will get nuked from orbit in about 24 hours probably
1: that's so sad but it's, it's in so minecraft right yeah maybe minecraft is like a protective shield <laughs> yeah maybe you can put I'm all sorts of crap in minecraft
0: that's true and also maybe i think this one might have a better chance of just like exist because the problem with the, the the broomstick league thing is like you can't buy it on steam anymore right uh they're not making any money off of it and and there's no way to access it whereas this is a mod like once that files out there it's out there right like you can't you can't un download a file from someone's computer Mm -hmm. so as long as people have the you know the the zip folder or whatever that has all the installation stuff for this game it'll be passed around Um, yeah but I hope they don't get taken down because it looks wonderful. Like it, like like I'm being completely unironic here. I think it looks fantastic, uh, and I and I really would actually like us to play it at some point, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. It looks fantastic. Um, um, speaking of things that look fantastic, our final piece of news. Um, these have been going around. I'm sure everyone listening has seen these, but I I, I think they bear mentioning the uh, the anniversary editions of the Harry Potter books that are being released in Thailand this year. Um, these, it, they, they got some new covers drawn up and they are some of the best representations or like some of my favorite representations, I think of the Harry Potter characters that I've ever seen. They're
1: incredible. I know that they're introducing a bunch of, um, like, obviously there've been so many editions of Harry Potter at this mm-hmm. point and they, it seems like they are always releasing, um, like, new illustrations for the covers and stuff. And I even like the the new ones that um, – the, the like, graphite drawing ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I know a lot of people didn't like those, but I think those are neat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, um, the new illustrations for the Thai edition Harry Potter is easily the most – like, I'm looking at illustrations of Harry Potter and being like, this is everything that I love about Harry Potter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many cool like uh uh like interpretations of the characters in here. I really love their Voldemort. Uh-huh. Um, uh they 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 gave Voldemort like snake scales and big scary eyes uh which is, you know, cooler than he's ever looked <laughs> on film for sure. <laughs> um there's a really good Tonks. Uh I love the Sirius and the Snape. Like they they've just they've really It's interesting because, like, I feel like they are definitely pulling a little bit from the movie designs, Mm -hmm. but, like, also, like, kind of returning some of the details I I really like from the book uh, uh, to them. Like, um, Winky. There's a Winky design in here that could, like, fit really well into the movies, probably, but also is, like, unmistakably Winky. Uh, Which is great because we never saw her, you know, like, like, we never, we never saw that character. Um, It's super cute. Uh, The the Dobby is great. Dobby, Dobby is powerful. Uh, My one, my one wish is that we could have gotten a representation of Dobby not wearing the pillowcase. I want to see him with his big hat uh, and his, and his scarf. Uh um, And what was it? Children's football shorts. that We forgot he was wearing. Yep. Um, But, uh, but it's delightful. I, I just, I can't. I can't heap enough praise on these uh on on these covers. It's nice to like look at a Harry Potter thing and just feel like just completely positive about it mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah yeah like
1: i said it's it's very much like I looked and I'm like, oh yeah, I like this, oh yeah, I forgot i like I like Harry Potter
0: right yeah it's really it's 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 really cool i um I, I just I, I see that and I'm taken back to like being a kid and liking the series unabashedly. Uh-huh. I do have one question for you on. The, yeah. Do you have the covers in front of you? Like I do, do not. Mean? OK. Um, I'm sure I could pull it up, though. Yeah. find Find them and go to the Order of the Phoenix one with like the Thestral and the really cool Tonks and Kingsley.
1: Yeah.
0: In the top row. Who is the the woman on the far right? So we have Umbridge on the left, we have Sirius. Who is that? Is that Bellatrix? Who who is that on the right?
1: Uh it's probably Cho Chang.
0: <laughs> oh, yes 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 it is okay. she is the romance right i was like because it's it, it was quidditch robes i that she was wearing maybe and i was uh-huh. like i don't know who that is so but okay yeah no that makes sense if it's quidditch it is it's definitely cho chang yeah that's cool okay yeah i was i was like who is that i don't know who this character is um i think that one that cover honestly might be my favorite i love the umbridge i love the festral uh kingsley looks cool that's a that's a really cool one
1: think the goblet of fire one is my favorite because it shows mm-hmm. me a vision um of what it that book four could have been my favorite if it made <laughs> sense at all
0: <laughs> yeah there's the i think that those three uh champions that they put on there uh the cedric the Crum, and the floor are uh-huh. really really cool uh i like it like it, like it, the this is on a lot of the covers the the way that like the character designs sort of like blend into like a geometric design for the whole thing mm-hmm. but i love the way in that one how the like Floor's hair like pops up behind everything and becomes the mermaids it's so cool it's so fucking cool uh i, so- I
1: also like seeing a cool illustration of of crouch um yeah. because he is you know like such, like such a major character in that book and is probably the most interesting part I think mm-hmm. of that book and you, and you just don't see that character at all. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone even forgets that it's, um, Dr. Who guy that pl- plays him.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I really, I'm, I, I can't say enough good stuff about these covers and it, it feels so refreshing to like, after, especially now as we're in perhaps the worst book we've read so far, uh, to see some, t- I,
1: I, We'll, we'll get to it with our recap. We'll get to I've it. just been very curious about we'll, that. We'll get to it.
0: Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. but uh but but like just seeing something genuinely cool about Harry Potter and going like, "Damn." I guess like between that and the Minecraft thing, I'm just like, "Wow. Damn, Harry Potter could be really cool and sometimes is." Sure could be. Sure could be. But not this week. Shall we get to our reading?
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Mm. we read chapter 26, the cave. I've been dreading doing this recap all week Mm -hmm. only because it's kind of hard to recap since it's like one scene. Um, It
0: it is. It is a very weird one because it's a very long or feels like a very long chapter. But if you break down the events, there's really not much that happens. It's just that this chapter is full of Dumbledore explaining bullshit. Uh, it as it happens.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to try to explain what happens mm-hmm. and I'll try not to go too much into the bullshit, yeah. um, but I um, but I, I think that I have a little bit of that in here. Um, so Harry <laughs> and Dumbledore are arriving at the cave, uh, the infamous cave that we remember referenced because Voldemort took some kids in there to torture uh, when he was in an orphanage. Um, Dumbledore kind of indicates that Voldemort must have descended to the cave entrance by magic, because otherwise, how, how would you even do it? Um, Dumbledore helps harry down to where the entrance of the cave is which is like kind of submerged in water um it's kind of described as like a crack in the in like a cliff wall um and you can see that it it turns into a cave and so dumbledore and harry swim on over there um they go into the cave and and they enter kind of like an entrance room so it's not like part of the main cave it's it's the entrance hall of the cave let's say um but it looks like it's all closed off um and and Dumbledore it like gets pretty distracted, going going around feel, feeling it out, doing some magic stuff, and, and Harry is, is kind of waits, and Dumbledore gets so distracted that he forgets that Harry's soaking wet from the from swimming. Um, but Dumbledore does eventually find what he's looking for, and it is an archway in the cave wall um, that Dumbledore explains that you have to open up with some blood um, because it's a, a weakness door where you you may have to make yourself weak you have to pay the door to get through uh, so so dumbler cuts himself open puts some blood on the door it opens the door and they enter uh the actual main part of the cave um which is so dark even darker than normal dark uh, and there's a large lake in the middle of the room and there's like a glowing thing in the middle um hair and and dumbler's like i think the horcrux is on that glowing thing in the middle Harry suggests that they use a summoning spell to try it, to, to get it, and Dumbledore says, sure, why not, try it out. Um, so Harry does, but it doesn't work, uh, and Harry sees that there's something in the lake, something scary. Dumbledore knows what it is, but doesn't really tell Harry. It is like, well, it's okay, Whatever what it is won't attack us until we take the Horcrux. Um and so Dumbledore, like, looks for a way to get across to the island in the middle of the lake, and he pulls a boat out of the water. Um, the boat is, like, scary and green, and Harry's a little skeptical, and he's like, that's a pretty small boat for both of us to go across in. Dumbledore says, that's okay, Voldemort probably only spelled it to um, detect an adult wizard, so you should be fine. Um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They get in the boat and they they are going across the across the lake to the middle island. Um, and Harry looks down and he sees what's in the lake and it's a bunch of dead bodies and it's the zombies we've been hearing about all this time. And Dumbledore says it's okay, they won't bother us um, until we take the Horcrux and then they'll probably probably be pretty mad about it. Um, but they they are afraid of fire and light. Um, they arrive at the, the center of the island where there's like a pedestal um, with a potion. Um, like basin and the lo the locket horcrux is at the bottom and there's like a force field around it but dumbledore's like ah this potion you gotta drink uh to get to the bottom um so harry you have to make me drink the potion and i'm not gonna want to and it's gonna be horrible but you gotta make me do it and harry agrees um dumbledore starts drinking the potion and he gets like halfway through it before he's like ah this is horrible it's hurting my bones. I hate this. Um, And Harry's like, but you have to drink it. And so Harry kind of like force feeds in the potion and it's horrible and Dumbler's in pain and all that. And he finally gets through it and passes out. Um, But he needs water. And then Harry realizes that uh, this this terrible trap that Voldemort has set, because, of course, Dumbledore needs water, uh, but he turned turned Water Spell off in there, so Harry has to go disturb the water with all the zombies in it to to give Dumbledore some water. Zombies wake up, start attacking Harry. Harry tries to use Cut Spell on them. He tries to uh, use Expelliarmus, probably. It doesn't work, but luckily Dumbledore gets up and uses a fire lasso to lasso all the zombies and then they get in the boat, and then they get a fire bubble shield around them to protect them from the zombies, and then they sail across, um, and and then they get to outside of the cave, and Harry says, it's okay, we're almost out of here. I'll apparate us back to the school, and Dumbledore says, okay. That's the end of the chapter.
0: Um, as always, thank you for writing and and reading <laughs> a, a wonderful summary. <laughs> I think that your job has never been harder than it was this week. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is um <laughs> I feel unleashed and I'm going to go off this week because this chapter broke my brain and it made me angry. Um actually no, you know what? It didn't make me angry. Um there's a bit in this chapter where Dumbledore is like <laughs> m- musing on like the the blood door that has manifested in front of them. Uh-huh. And he says and and there's a note in there when you know Harry hears like the 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 a twinge of disappointment in Dumbledore's voice as if he had expected better of Voldemort. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing: J.K. Rowling is our Voldemort, and <laughs> and I expect better from J.K. Rowling. You know, as much as much as I I might loathe her as a person these days, and as frustrating as these books have become, you know seeing those those cool new new re-release covers and seeing that like that minecraft rpg mod or whatever you know never has it been you know more apparent to me like my you know my memory of like oh why i like this series and 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 just thinking back and going like damn you know what for as, for as much bullshit is in this series i do like harry potter and i do think that jk rowling is a talented writer um But this chapter is so, it falls flat on its face and it makes, I think, I think it is like a perfect showcase chapter for like every um, issue with the writing of this series that we have ever like gone in on, you know, it is, it is a, it is a chapter, It, 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 it is a bad world building chapter (sighs) it is it is a bad um character development for the villain chapter Mm -hmm. um it is a bad mystery and it is a chapter where um the character is characters are more or less arguing with the reader to try and get ahead of them on plot holes um and by doing that, it invites itself up to more criticism about plot holes than I would normally care to make. Uh, it is, it's just, it's a bummer. It's like every issue we've had with this series in one chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when you're watching a show, or I guess reading a book series that isn't this one, um, and you know in in like your heart that it has gotten bad but you don't want to admit it to yourself yeah. like it's like oh maybe it's just going through like you know a bad a bad season or a few bad episodes in a row and you like try really hard but then there's like an episode or a or like a part that just you just can't you can't do it anymore like you just yeah. have to throw your hands up and be like I I have to admit this to myself
0: yeah this is me with doom eternal these past couple weeks <laughs>
1: that's this chapter for me. And I think it, and I think it was for me reading it for the first time too. Um, because when book six came out, I was still definitely in it, right? Oh like yeah, I me was too. still in the fandom. I mm-hmm. still cared about it. I was excited about it. I was like, what is going to happen with Harry, with Harry's friends? What's going on with Voldemort? I was reading all the fan theories online, reading, like reading fan fiction a ton. And I think that I wasn't, Admitting where things went wrong and then you hit this chapter that is like a weird simulacrum of a Harry Potter book. It is it is like going through the motions of being like, this is the big payoff chapter. This is mm-hmm. where the mystery is solved. But there is no mystery. This is – it just is completely – it's just absolute nonsense.
0: It's, it's crazy because it is a chapter. It, it is – similar to the big theological breakdown we had from Dumbledore about Horcruxes and the soul a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. this chapter, um, it has all of the, like you read this chapter and like you, you can tell from the imagery that is being used, um, from the character moments that are being walked through, um, that this is supposed to be the important one right uh-huh. because because everyone knows that in fiction when a character goes into a mysterious cave they come out different on the other side right like like this is we're going back to like just just stuff in our lizard brain that we know because <laughs> of because of every ancient myth and, uh-huh. and, and and creation story, right, it involves this, like, you go in the cave and you face something about yourself and then you come out a changed person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't earn any of that. And every mystery that is, like, solved in this chapter was only a mystery because Harry asked a question about it one paragraph earlier. Yeah. Um, it is a series of payoffs to questions that it raised sentences ago
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and it just doesn't it does not have the emotional weight that like everything about this chapter is screaming at you that it's supposed to have Mm -hmm. um i mean like we got to start at the beginning i guess right like um i i think i think this is one where we should probably like maybe even walk through like paragraph by paragraph and just like talk about what what this chapter tries to do and, and, yeah. and kind of go at it that way. So, I think the first thing that, like, immediately leapt out to me here, that just really bugged me, was that, like, this cave, which is the cave that we know is supposed to be significant to Voldemort, because it's where he, like, tortured his first victims, or whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're fucking... back. We're back to Criminal Minds.
0: Yeah, we're back to Criminal Minds, but it, but but it's not. I'll 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 build to my thesis here, but it is so uh-huh. frustrating because not only is it back to Criminal Minds, it's not even a good episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um. But we we were told this story earlier in this book that like oh yeah we you know we went on holiday to this village and he took some kids in a cave and they came out different and we don't know what happened in there um and as lame as that whole setup was it like you could at least or or, like in my head i was at least like i could understand what it was trying to do in that like it's such a mundane sounding crime for voldemort right like we know voldemort as like the the world domineering tactical genius slash jeffrey dahmer guy (laughs) um but but like you know his first his first crime was just just like him in a cave at the beach um and like okay i get that but instead we find out that this is like a a world of warcraft dungeon cave like it is (laughs) it is it is an isolated piece of jagged rock that you could only get to by magic which how does that work like when we meet Voldemort in this book as a child, he knows he can do magic because he can, like, hurt small animals and set things on fire. Can he levitate three people into a cave? Is that what happened? Did he know he could fly when he was a child? <laughs> what? And it, and it is, it is image, like, it, it is only this way because we know that the cave is supposed to look cool. Right, like because this is this is the big climax, and we're supposed to be seeing a cool Mordor cave or whatever. So obviously, it has to be this like completely improbable magic, like dungeon instance or whatever. It's, so I mean,
1: it's so con like it goes to such lengths to describe this convoluted environment that is supposed to look cool. And I just I would have never thought about how Voldemort got these kids into this cave, but it doesn't make sense. Like the mechanics here don't make sense because. Dumbledore apparates them onto the side of a cliff, I think, and then he's like, nobody could get down to where we are right now without climbing gear or with magic. So it's like already, already from the start, Voldemort must have apparated the kids down there, floated them down there. How, like, was it... And and that raises questions because it's like little kid wizards, like I thought they were doing like accidental magic, so did he just know how to do magic already? But then it adds the complication, presumably to make it look cool, that Dumbledore and Harry had to swim to the cave. So did Voldemort like float them down the side of the cliff and then... Like, blast them into the cave? Did he make them swim? It doesn't make any sense.
0: and and I like the, and this is the 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 evil trick of this chapter is that I feel like it's daring you to make these criticisms because it makes me sound like a like a cinema sins guy, right? Like it, it I feel like I'm gonna start hearing dings when I like list off all my criticisms of this chapter. But it's impossible to not think about it this way because the book is going out of its way. To raise these points. Like, the thing you just mentioned about Dumbledore, you know, suggesting that, oh, no one could get here without without magic or climbing or, like, a, being a skilled mountaineer or whatever, right? Like... That's not even like incidental dialogue. That is a full paragraph of him explaining to Harry, <laughs> okay, so this cave looks really cool, right? And and like you're impressed by the cave, but guess what? You couldn't have gotten here without being magical or or climbing. So he the characters are like looking into the camera and fucking daring you to like point out how stupid this is. Uh-huh. Constantly. Um there's there's this part. The part where I just truly accepted that this was just going to be, that this was how this was going to be, was the part where it says, um, And with the sudden agility of a much younger man, Dumbledore slid from the boulder, landed in the sea, and began to swim, with a perfect breaststroke, towards the dark slit in the rock face, his lit wand between his teeth. What? He's he's like a 120-year-old man! He's... You can't just say with the sudden agility of a much younger man. <laughs> you can't just do that. Like, did he have cheats enabled? Like, you can't just say that without... At least give me, like, oh, I, he cast Swim goodus on himself and jumped in or something. Like, we, we just established that no one except a, a, a wizard or a, like, skilled mountaineer could get here. So don't tell me that this ancient, decrepit man could swim <laughs> In low tide, to this cave. Aren't they in the ocean? It's yeah. It's the sea. It's not. He's not in the river. It's like it's not calm water. It's because again, we know that this is the cool Mordor dungeon instance where like the waves are going to be huge, right? Like it's it it has to look as dramatic as possible. So obviously, it can't just be like still water. Ah, okay. It's so
1: funny to see a book do this because. If this had just, like, say that the book was written, it was just, like, Harry and Dumbledore walked up on a cave and went into it, right? Like, normal, no access issues. Yeah. And then in the movie, they made it this, like, really dramatic thing where they have to, like, swim into the mm-hmm. cave. And we would be having this conversation be like, yeah, they wanted to make it look cool for the movie. Right, right? yeah. Like, you know, there's just, like, a certain amount of, of, like, leeway that a movie has to do to play with that stuff. So, but it is so weird to see it done in a book for
0: what? yeah for nothing and it it completely undercuts like i think the nicest thing you could say about the voldemort like cave story previously (laughs) is that like yes it's dumb yes it's criminal minds bullshit but like i can understand the like general idea of like they're the like eerie it could happen to anyone small town crime thing right like some kids went exploring in a cave and something bad happened like that's that's a normal story that's easy to to like write around a lot of people can relate to that like that is a that is just a a spooky dark thing that just happens in real life whereas this turning it into like the the evil kid got off the school bus and was like, "Hey, check this out! I'm gonna make you levitate all the way down here, and then we're gonna swim through here, and then we're gonna go up these stairs." And it's it just robs it of any any mystique. <laughs> it's very stupid. My next big dumb thing about this chapter, just moving on from the from the part where they're getting into the water, because we're not even in, <laughs> we're not even in the damn cave yet. No is I have a theory here and it's that JK Rowling watched all of Lord of the Rings movies on DVD before she wrote this book. Yeah. Specifically the movies, because this part where Dumbledore is trying to find the door to the cave is beat for beat. The part in the Lord of the Rings movie where Gandalf is trying to find the, the cave door, can't find it. And then Frodo like has the innocent suggestion that turns out to be like, it's, it is just that scene. And there's something in the water ready to ready to fight them. Like, it is just, it's beat for beat, the same scene.
1: It's so weird. No, no other magic works like this. It, it, Harry no. even goes out of his way to point that out. Because Dumbledore goes in and he starts, like, touching the walls and, and looking around. And he's not being flashy. And Harry's like, I don't ever see magic like this. And it's like, yeah, because it hasn't worked like this until right now.
0: Yeah, we've never seen anything like this. Uh, the, like... It, it, it's it's suddenly become like D lord of the rings magic and this this thing okay i have a question for you you sure. you have the you have the kindle edition uh-huh. i feel like there are two quotes in this chapter that could be the most highlighted and it's <laughs> either the the ending one or it is the this place has known magic thing
1: um, there are actually two lines underlined the most in mm. this chapter, and you're right, you got one of them right, and it's the ending, okay. like, like bad, like, cool, like, profound line that Dumbledore says, which okay. is like, "I I don't worry, I'm with you. The other one is when they see the zombies, and Dumbledore says, it is the unknown we fear when we look upon death and darkness, nothing more.
0: This chapter follows a really distinct pattern of like either Dumbledore or Harry will observe something. Harry will point out that it makes no sense. And it's something that he's never seen before. And Dumbledore will then scold him with a cool, badass answer about how it makes sense, actually. Um, which is like, I think a technique that could work really well and, and, and lead to a lot of like, Oh wow, my mind is blown moments. I never thought of it that way. If it actually had anything like that you know but like nothing nothing pointed out nothing observed nothing revealed in this scene it like pulls from any previously known information
1: no it it really is just like changing the whole the system of magic right like it's it is like you said just like oh this is like lord of the rings dungeons and dragons magic which is fine i, I like both of those Hell things yeah. and i like those magic systems but it just it just wants to step out of the books that it has been this entire time and we're in lord of the rings
0: world yeah like this this bizarre thing dumbledore says where he's like ah like or harry asks like oh how, how do you know and he says like harry i taught Voldemort, i know his style I'm like, style? Magic has style in this world? Like, it seems pretty rigid. Like, you you, put, you put two Latin words together, and it does something. There's no, like, what is the style of magic that he's talking about here?
1: Uh, This part kind of kicked my ass, and it was, like, because it's like Harry, you're right, Harry does make those observations, but a lot of the time they just are just completely out of left field. Like, as Dumbledore is looking for the the blood archway mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. Harry thinks to himself, he had never seen a wizard work things out like this simply by looking and touching, but Harry had long since learned that bangs and smoke were more often the marks of ineptitude than expertise. Harry, what are you talking now, when about? when has that ever been? When did we learn that?
0: Yeah, we have never, like, everyone uses the same spells it just like for for six books we have existed in a story where there are a rigid set of spells that do very specific things and being good or bad at magic is mostly a measure of like can you get the spell to do the thing it's supposed to do this idea mm-hmm. that like oh you can you can put a little you can put a little aftertouch on your spell with some smoke or some some loud bangs it's like that's never been that's never been an observable thing in this series.
1: I, I just, I can't get over this idea that, like, Harry has, has had that established already. Like, oh, bangs and smoke and showy behavior, that's nothing. Dumbledore f- touching cave wall not saying anything is much better. I, I, this Like, what does that I'm mean? I'm fully
0: ring-pilled here and this wasn't this wasn't even a a lord of the rings comparison i was going to make but this is this is gandalf going oh you take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks like this is <laughs> he's fuck he's this is them talking about the difference between like party tricks and real magic in lord of the rings this is she watched the movies before she wrote this i swear to god <laughs> this yeah it's it's it is that's such a perfect example of like the thing that happens over and over again in this chapter. Um, uh, and it's, it just really spirals out of control. So we have that one. We have, I think my favorite one, which is this part where there's one thing here that I, where I think this sort of works, um, which is where they get inside once they are through the blood squirt door and they see the, the horcrux on the other side of the lake and dumbledore says uh oh we gotta get it and harry says well why don't we just do a summoning spell <laughs> and like that, like mm-hmm. that, that like that's really dumb of harry right like like they're in 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 another situation that would be just like a cute naive thing a, a dumb character says right um, and then mm-hmm. maybe it turns out to be right again, similar to the Lord of the Rings is when Frodo figures out that um, when it says speak friend and enter, it means literally speak friend uh, and enter. Mm-hmm. But like that—that that is a moment where this sort of works because Dumbledore stops and he's like, oh, I didn't think of that because I'm like the smart overthinky guy. And and, and th- this is like the one scene where or the one piece of the scene where that energy works um, this sort of dynamic between the young and inexperienced character and the old wise character who is overthinking everything. Um, but then it immediately, uh, uh, falls apart because it turns out that Dumbledore actually knew that ASEO wouldn't work and he just wanted Harry to try it so they could see a cool zombie leap and he could tell Harry, uh, 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 I thought something would happen if we made an obvious attempt to get our hands on the Horcrux. It was a very good idea, much the simplest way of finding out what we were facing. So he was just using Harry again (laughs) to, to see if there was a, a cool zombie or a tentacle or something in the water.
1: It's incredible that this chapter tries to get away with a character knowing what the monsters are and, and implying that to our protagonist who then doesn't say like what are they then? <laughs> Why doesn't Bull- Why doesn't Dumbledore just tell Harry what they are?
0: Yeah, especially because like zombies, like the inferior. The- Do you remember how like the first four or five chapters of this book made the inferior seem like the craziest shit in the wizarding world? And mm-hmm. we were joking about how like it's it's pretty funny that like no one's ever talked about the zombie army before which seems like it would be a pretty big deal. <laughs> and then we're back to this part where we we haven't heard about the the zombie army for an entire book since they were first brought up and Harry's forgotten what they are and it turns out that they're really just not all that uh <laughs> threatening, I guess. No. <laughs> um but then the so so like I think that's maybe the best Example of this dynamic working. And then it immediately falls apart again when <laughs> Dumbledore finds the magic boat. Right. And yep. Harry asks, is the boat safe? Uh, and, 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 and Dumbledore says, yep, I think so. Uh, Cause Voldemort need to create a means to cross the lake without attracting the wrath of the creatures he has placed in the lake so okay so okay you're like okay so good i'm glad that works then harry repeats the question more or less and says so the things in the water won't do anything to us if we cross in voldemort's boat and dumbledore says yes i think i think we must i think i think it'll work as long as we get into voldemort's boat but we have to we have to do the thing voldemort wants us to do and then harry asks damn the boat is small Uh, Will it hold both of us? Will we be too heavy? And Dumbledore says, Voldemort will not have cared about the weight, but about the amount of magical power that crossed the lake. I rather think an enchantment will have been placed upon this boat so that only one wizard at a time will be able to sail in it. But then, I do not think you will count, Harry. You are underage and unqualified. Voldemort would have never expected a 16-year-old to reach this place. I think it is unlikely that your powers will register compared to mine. (laughs) That discussion takes place over a page and a half. Just get in the boat! Just have the characters get in the fucking boat. It's fine. This weird thing <laughs> where all the characters are like asking each other about what the plot holes could potentially be only makes it so the plot holes are like readily invisible and apparent. Just don't do it. Just have the characters get in the boat. I swear to God.
1: <laughs> this is like what happens when a, an eighth grader takes like... A creative writing mm-hmm. class. They get like one quarter of a creative writing class at at you know at junior high yeah. or whatever, uh, and it's just the one English teacher there um, that doesn't really do creative writing. And then and then the teacher is like, you have to create conflict <laughs> to make your story interesting. And then the like eighth grade creative writing, you know, writing their like little fantasy story. The conflict they come up with is like boat too small. <laughs> Boat <laughs> Dumbledore. This the boat is too small. How are we gonna get across? Well, Harry, uh, here is the solution to that conflict you just created. It is so bizarre. Why say that the boat is too small? The boat why write that the boat is too small and then explain your way out of that with the most nonsense <laughs> explanation I have ever heard that i think that the boat being too small but it is okay because voldemort would have only enchanted it to detect one one singular adult wizard of age he respects the age laws of the wizarding world so much that he's like i'm only worried about an adult coming through here um is like holy shit yeah why is that why is
0: that there is an entire page of back and forth here about whether or not the boat will work just get in the fucking boat why does it matter like if you want the com if you want there to be conflict around whether or not the boat works and there's something scary in the water already like one that's already enough tension if there's something scary in the water that you have to cross in your boat i think we're good (laughs) that one you know i i think uh, uh you know as far as a a boat and monster related fiction goes, I think that's been pretty well covered. You can do that. Um, But if you really must create extra tension, I don't know, (laughs) maybe have them get in the boat first and then halfway through the, Harry's like, uh, is the boat sinking? Were we too heavy for the boat? Like at least have this conversation come up when something is happening and not just before they even get in the fucking boat. Like it is...
1: (laughs) you know like if there's some sort of environmental conflict like boat too small you have to have the characters like react to that in different ways instead of just having a calm discussion and have it explained why why it's actually fine. it's fine yeah. like if harry if harry took this opportunity to be like like hell no i'm not getting on that boat dumbledore what are you an idiot and like tries to run away that's what they mean about creative creating conflict they don't mean (laughs) calmly explain to me why i can actually be on the boat because i am not of age yet
0: yeah it's meaningless
1: it is nonsense it's complete
0: fucking nonsense um (sighs) Yeah, the, the, the boat, I think, really is just the central image of this chapter for, for me, just in terms of explaining just, like, how useless all this conflict is. Because um, I wouldn't – if they had just gotten in the magic boat and floated across <laughs> while knowing that there's a scary monster beneath them, one, I think I would have been more spooked, right? Like, that's tension. But also, I would never have thought of these things. Like,
1: yeah, because you don't go. Oh, what if the boat was too small? They're both on the boat. You know, it's not too right. small. Right?
0: When, 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 uh, when James Bond hijacks a car because um, it's time for a car chase, right? Uh-huh. And he like hot wires the yeah. car, or he gets the keys. It didn't. Uh, uh, at no point am I thinking, "Damn, I hope it doesn't run out of gas." Like maybe, maybe <laughs> it will run out of gas at some point in the car chase to create tension. But I, but I certainly don't want him to get in the car and go. Oh, never mind. This one's running on empty. I better find a new car. Like, like you know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't need that to come up at the first point of uh, of the scene starting. <laughs> uh, um, should we just talk broadly? So but I, I, you know, the main event is obviously ahead of us. The 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 drinking the bone hurting juice. Um, but before we get to that, can. Can I just take a real quick aside here and complete my, my ring pill theory here? Please do. This part where they're floating across in the very small boat that's okay to go in because it is for one adult wizard, but there's two people, but it's fine because Harry is not an adult wizard. Um, uh, He, he looks <laughs> into the water and he sees uh-huh. the pale, bloated face with white, sunken eyes of a zombie body... Mm. this is the part of the two towers where DeFrodo Frodo looks in the marsh and he sees the zombie. It's the same thing. The hand pops out at him. It's yeah. It's it's spooky. And like, uh, this is so difficult for me because I realized that uh, Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings, when the movies were coming out is the lamest nerve slap fight that has ever happened. Maybe Twilight versus Harry Potter might be worse, but Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter was a real dumb uh, uh, cultural event, but it cannot be understated how funny it is that, like, there are, in this one scene, there are just two really memorable scenes from those movies just rewritten with Dumbledore and Harry instead of Gandalf and Frodo.
1: I do not remember the Lord of the Rings films very well, mostly because I can't stay awake through (laughs) them. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, these were very clear like images from those movies. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I, I linked you to the the door one, which is just beat for mm-hmm. beat the same scene, more or less. Uh, yeah. Um. But but this but this the the description of the zombie here and Harry like staring into its eyes or whatever is it is the same thing. It is. I and I think more broadly, you know, you, you talked about this as well. I I, I think that like the the uh, the osmosis here goes a little deeper than just these scenes i think that we might have stumbled into a piece of the puzzle regarding what Mm. happened with dumbledore as a character in these books sure and i'm trying to this is the question i'm stuck on do you think that dumbledore being given this like sorted past thing here um is this her trying to differentiate him from gandalf Or is the or is she trying to make him Gandalf? Like I am trying to 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 fit this into this theory.
1: I mean, do we have much information about Dumbledore's sorted past at this point, or do you just mean going forward forward, we're gonna find out about it? Going forward
0: as we find because like this is the first moment because like all him he's yelling about Ariana here, he's Harry's gonna talk to Aberforth about this this scene, like
1: Oh, uh, sure. uh this
0: is this is the this is where we're gonna get some of the rita skeeter like dumbledore might not be as good as you think stuff
1: well what was gandalf up to in his um his earlier years
0: uh he was taking hobbits on cool adventures uh he was smoking weed he was making
1: like the whole time fireworks. like when he was th- when he was like 30 years gandalf,
0: old gandalf has never been 30 years old he is a, he is one of the Maiar he is an angel uh-huh. um he okay. is he is sent from heaven on high to be one of the uh the protectors of of middle earth um uh he
1: so he he's been an old man the whole time he's been he's
0: been a cool old man a cool nice old man the whole time okay um and, and kind of and, and i i i i just think that like the Maybe when you're J.K. Rowling and this very dumb culture war is happening between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter fans, watching the movies is happening. Maybe you're like, well, I'm going to make my old man cooler, even though they're like the same archetype, right? Like, I don't know.
1: Oh. I mean, this was the era of you just—you you just you just couldn't have a character that didn't have a dark past. And in fact, it is the era of like fictional characters that if they are wise or like smart at all they had to they have to have like something shady going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that was just like the cultural moment that this was i think yeah.
0: yeah so this this might also just be like wrapped up in like the harry potter becoming a post 9-11 thing as well yeah um so so maybe may, maybe i'm maybe she's never seen the damn movies i don't know but but it's just so it's so interesting remembering that this was a big culture war thing and these two scenes being like so clearly from those movies happening at the same time i i I, i'm stuck on this like i said i'm ring pilled this is this is a stupid conspiracy theory of mine but i can't shake it
1: i mean i do i do think that more widely like if you talk about like the dumbledore character um uh, like obviously dumbledore was was created and is made in in like the the gandalf archetype right um and there's no problem with that no I guess I just think that as the books went on and the like tone became more serious or they became more mature, it is, it is weird that Dumbledore didn't um, grow and change in a way to differentiate himself from Gandalf, but just became like more Gandalf over time. <laughs> or or not like, less. what if,
0: what if Gandalf ran a spy agency? <laughs> it was kind of, kind of what Dumbledore became um yeah but uh we gotta talk about this potion this is here we are the main event this is what everyone's here for it's time it's time for them to deal with the juice the
1: the the juice of sadness
0: the drink of despair the emerald potion uh Uh so they get they get out of the boat that is for one person but it's okay it can hold two people as long as they don't have enough magical power Um, Uh they get out of the boat and they go to this magical basin and Dumbledore doesn't know what this potion is. Um, and (sighs) they try to touch the potion, but they can't. Um, there's a magical force field around it. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's a goblet there and you can use the goblet to, um, uh, uh, to siphon the potion out of there. But, uh this is this is where this is where <laughs> harry starts asking some questions what if it kills you oh i doubt it would work like that said vol said dumbledore easily lord voldemort would not want to kill the person who reached this island harry couldn't believe it was this more of dumbledore's insane determination to see the good in everyone uh sir this what,
1: is what which what a crazy observation that is <laughs> what is he talking about
0: <laughs> um Uh, Sir, this is Voldemort we're talking about. I'm sorry, Harry, I should have said he would not want to immediately kill the person who reached this island, Dumbledore corrected. He would want to keep them alive long enough to find out how they managed to penetrate so far through his defenses and, most importantly, what they were so intent upon emptying the basin. Do not forget that Lord Voldemort believes that he alone knows about his horcruxes. Harry made to speak again, but this time Dumbledore raised his hand for silence. Undoubtedly, he said, this potion must act in a way that will prevent me from taking the Horcrux. It might paralyze me, cause me to forget why I'm here, create so much pain I am distracted, or render me incapable in some other way. This being the case, Harry, it will be your job to make sure I keep drinking, even if you have to tip the potion into my mouth. You understand? Just drink the fucking potion. Just, just... D- Again, we have characters explaining the conflict to each other ahead of time to rob the story of any surprises. So
1: what is Voldemort's plan? So he set up this trap because he would want to know if someone was getting his horcrux. So he made it achievable to get it but that it would disable whoever did it so that he could later find them alive and ask them how he <laughs> how they found out about the horcrux and does that imply that Voldemort like routinely comes to this cave to check and see if there's someone <laughs> is he, like, paralyzed next PO to box? the horcrux
0: <laughs> is he like operating in the cave and like just checking to see did anyone, anyone step into my, <laughs> my, my bone juice trap? Nope. Okay.
1: <laughs> is that what this is saying? Is that what Dumbledore is saying here?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's that gotta be it, right? Maybe there's like, I, I forget. I've read this chapter three times now. Details keep slipping out of my brain, but like, is it mentioned that there's like any sort of time limit there? Like, is there an alarm system in there? Like, does Dumbledore, like, ah, he'll know that someone's in the cave, so we must act fast. Like, do we do we know if that's a thing? Because I don't think there's a ticking clock here.
1: I don't think so. I mean, I guess the ticking clock is, um, however often Voldemort comes and checks on the cave... (laughs) Is this, like, a? does he do this, like, security route? Because he came up with all these traps and protections for all of his horcruxes. So this is just one day out of his week where he, like, drives around to each location <laughs> and flies. is like, just checking. He's
0: like, I got yeah, I've got to go get groceries. I've got to check my P.O. box. I've got to go check and make sure that the basin of of potion hasn't been drained.
1: <laughs> he got so sick of it that he gave the diary to, to Lucius. He's yeah. like, I'm s- sick of paying attention to this please please take care of this for me no i'm not gonna tell you what it is oh my
0: god so also um this part where the harry's like damn get or harry's like well, what are we gonna do with it and Dumbledore's just like damn guess i gotta drink it they fucked up so bad jk is fucked up so bad by um writing it this way and writing the boat scene this way and writing the archway scene this way where Harry just asks questions so plot holes can be filled by Dumbledore. Um why don't they just scoop the potion up with this goblet that lets you go through the force field and like throw it in the water? Just 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 dump it out. They at least try, you know, and, and this is if this was any other story, if this was if if a character you know, saw a goblet and saw a potion and realized they had to drink it because that is what you know, what must be done for the themes of the story to make sense. I would not care, like, I would maybe crack a joke about, like, oh, ah, they could have just poured it out, but like, who cares? But in this story, no themes, no characters, no plot, none of this matters. Why, are, why is, <laughs> why is Dumbo, why is Voldemort created this pain cave shrine? Um, uh, uh, characters keep on asking about questions silly little like nitpicky questions about the plot that they are involved in it, it welcomes this criticism it welcomes this observation why do they not at least try to pour it out with the goblet why does he have to drink it
1: can you even imagine like asking those questions if this book were a different book and instead of arriving at this cave that feels like the culmination of a plot that happened entirely off screen, because it's entirely Dumbledore's plot, mm-hmm. right? Like, it is it is his detective work, it's his clues, it's him figuring out where the cave is, and he is just telling us about it now. We are <laughs> not involved in this. Can you imagine if the entire book had been about Harry doing stuff to try to find this cave? like as simple as that as simple as Harry finding out about horcruxes and 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 working with Ron and Hermione and collecting clues and figuring out where the cave is and like escaping from Hogwarts to go to the cave to to recover this horcrux I like I get it but that's every Harry Potter book right mm-hmm. it's we have to find thing or figure out thing and then they go do it and it's i mean it's just like them finding the philosopher's stone and drinking drinking the mist the snape's puzzle potions or whatever yeah. none of those plot holes matter for that right because yeah, that's just the culmination of the mystery they're just going to go to the pain cave because they've been, been harry potter in the pain cave <laughs> they've been looking for it this whole time and, th- and we don't care it doesn't matter but but this is a story that we aren't in we aren't part of this is dumbledore's story that happened
0: completely off screen right like like i i think back to prisoner of azkaban right uh-huh. and even even you know for prisoner of azkaban my favorite book in the series by far still um and i had plenty to say about like the time travel in the last couple chapters of that right mm-hmm. but ultimately outside of like making a few funny jokes about how little sense it makes if you think too hard about it i wouldn't change it because ultimately it gets you to that beautiful scene where Harry thinks he sees his father on the other end Mm -hmm. of the lake or whatever, and realizes later because of the time travel that it was him the whole time. And Uh like, that's such a, that's such a great moment. It's important thematically. It's important for the character development. It is the culmination of that book's whole story uh, which is you know Harry being obsessed with figuring out more about his dad uh, and and his dad's friends and realizing that like you know like your your dad's gone and it's just you right like like it, mm-hmm. it is a it is a wonderful moment and for as many plot holes as y- you can poke in the time travel stuff in that series in that in that moment it's like ultimately who cares it delivered on the story and the themes and that's the part that matters um yeah i will take execution on themes over execution on logical storytelling every single time yeah um but here there's what what is this scene about (laughs) what is happening in this cave we know that it's important because when like i said when a character goes into a cave they come out a different person But what is, what is, what's happening in here? Because we don't know, because this, this scene where Dumbledore is choking down the boherding juice and going, ooh, kill me, take me instead. That means (laughs) nothing to us because we don't know anything about Dumbledore's past. (laughs)
1: I, it's just like he just gets a fake out death before he actually dies yeah
0: imagine if Harry had to drink the bone hurting juice and it was like him instead of like Dumbledore going on this cave quest with him it was like him Ron and Hermione and like Harry was the only one who was brave enough to drink the bone hurting juice and his friends had to feed it to him and he kept on yelling really embarrassing stuff you know or like really deeply personal stuff with his friends there right mm-hmm. they damn yeah,
1: like I the, the book is my dad <laughs> the book is my dad oh. well give me give me my where's my dad I've, I've blamed, the book. i blame
0: myself for serious dying you know like like he's if like imagine if harry was being vulnerable in front of characters we also cared about and there were any emotional stakes at all to this scene
1: yeah, or like, what if Ginny was there? Oh God, and yeah, he saw all that stuff. God, and fuck. And like, wow, that's that's like the worst thing a sixteen-year-old can possibly imagine happening. Yeah, just
0: spilling your like entire guts out in front of your new girlfriend. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Holy shit! Yeah, there, there are even in this book there are paths you can take to make this scene work better. Um,
1: Dobby could have been there.
0: Do- Dobby, we love Dobby, and, Do- <laughs> and Dobby, you know god actually you mentioned you mentioned the dobby thing before and Uh i was thinking about how like in in the perfect version of the story where um the house elf like racism subplot matters and is not written by someone who's just doing it as like a weird gotcha um Mm -hmm. like like harry has like he has dobby he has creature he has multiple house elves in his life at this point and just doesn't mm-hmm. think about the fact that he one is a slave owner and also like is friends with like a slave mm-hmm. um and like this is you know potentially a moment for Her- for like dobby to be like i'll drink the potion sir and harry just be like you know what no me i'll do this <laughs> you know like maybe i've i've made you suffer for me enough right like
1: I think. Yeah, I mean, I brought I brought that up, and, and but I was like, I mean, I'm maybe still half joking, yeah. right? Um, but there is this kind of like interesting parallel, um, that we don't know of yet because I think it comes later. But I think that Voldemort made creature drink the juice, yeah. to test it, yeah, or something. Um, and so to have Harry and Dobby go and have Harry drink the juice on Dobby's behalf, um, I think works. Like really thematically well in a weird way, especially since Harry's like Jesus now. Yeah,
0: it gets even it's better. The,
1: like the the Jesus figure for like the the lowly creature, and it also kind of like sort like ties the the bow of the thematic thing with Sirius, which is that he would say that you should treat your servants well, but he didn't also right. do that. Yes. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the the um you know look to how a man treats his lessers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. It gets even better, though, because the reason that Creature looks up to Regulus so much, if I remember right, is because Regulus took Creature to get the Horcrux when he went the first time to put the fake one in here, and Regulus drank the potion, rather than making Creature do it. Yeah! So, like, (laughs) you have a built-in pair A character that we never actually see got a better character moment out of this than harry
1: yeah and talk about like for for when we get those reveals about regulus and all of that like if you're gonna have to have impact with this character that you never get to meet because they died and you only get to find out what they do maybe try to tie what they did back (laughs) to like the thematic thing that happens in the book but
0: what do i know i i think i think we could like run down a quick list here I think we could come up with a more thematic, better pair of characters who could go on this uh, pain juice drinking quest than <laughs> Dumbledore and Harry. I think Harry and Dumbledore going on this quest is actually the least interesting and like least thematically rich choice possible.
1: I, I think I think you're right. I think literally any other character we could come up with a better story for them, maybe with the exception of Jimmy Peaks. Uh, I don't know if I could make Jimmy Peaks work thematically, but what if, but what if Harry was anyone else pissed
0: off because Dumbledore was busy and Snape was taking him on this quest Ugh. and Snape, you know, he's he's a curmudgeon and he's a prick to Harry, but he is also his teacher and his guardian and he's like, I'll drink the damn juice. Uh, uh-huh. And he, and that is where we find out about Snape's uh, like feelings towards Lily, or like how he regrets being a Death Eater, or you know, like
1: hey, maybe maybe he reveals that um, he it was actually his book while he's drinking the bone hurting juice, yeah. and that's like his big big moment
0: <laughs> where he's like,
1: I I the book is your dad, I'm your dad. That's right. Um,
0: sure. <laughs> uh, you could take like we already said it hair uh you know have harry drink it with ron and hermione or jenny there uh uh-huh. you could you could put fucking lavender brown in this scene and it will probably <laughs> be better than don't because it's, like, it's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry my i'm sorry my friend ghosted you i'm sorry i didn't proactively <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't proactively make this breakup go a little faster and encourage ron to be a dick like
1: <laughs> Would it would it would it feel make you feel better if you could make me drink bone hurting juice as punishment? <laughs> Lavender making Ron drink the bone hurting juice. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like yeah, every I think every single possible other character that exists in this series could probably have a more interesting like the, the any combination uh could could make this make this work. Better.
1: i mean i guess i'll say the uh, the one thematic way you make harry and dumbledore drinking the bone hurting juice actually work
0: is dumbledore making harry drink the juice that would be okay that that is how you do this that's how you play this if you're going for the evil dumbledore reveal like
1: I mean, there there is kind of an evil Dumbledore reveal, though, right? But the idea is is that we're supposed to be like, oh, he was justified in what he did. Mm-hmm. But even then, how? Why would this not fit in?
0: It would be it would be so fucking creepy, and because because the thing the thing that Dumbledore makes Harry promise is like, I'm you know before they go to the cave when you, they apparate out of Hogwarts or whatever, he's like, w- if I tell you to do some shit, you do it. Right, like, like mm-hmm. no matter what, because the because the, the world is at stake or whatever, and then they get to the bone hurting juice, and like maybe Dumbledore has like one or two sips or whatever, and it's like I'm so old, I'm gonna die if I do this. You you you've <laughs> got to do it, and then he just like force feeds the bone hurting juice to Harry. Uh, that would be pretty good. Yeah. There, there's just I think this is the rare occasion where literally any other choice. <laughs> that you could make for this (laughs) chapter would make it more interesting.
1: I guess I wish that I knew what it was even going for. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to do like literary analysis mm-hmm. on this scene and I can't I can't come up with it. A lot of the time when something happens in Harry Potter that I feel like doesn't like falls flat thematically mm-hmm. or like I don't think works very well in the context of the story, I feel like I know what it's going for mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. In this case, I'm coming up empty. <laughs> I I'm not sure I understand why like, what this scene is trying to tell me about the themes, facts, or characters.
0: Yeah. At all. So there's, 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 there, there are two things I think it's trying to do, and it fails at both. And, okay. like, this is, this is, this is honestly such a stretch, that, but it's, like, the only thing I can come up with, right? Um, one, it's, like, this is Harry realizing how, how many sacrifices Dumbledore has made Uh, uh, in, in, you know, pushing him around and like, you know, running the wizarding war, right? Like this is, (laughs) this is Uh like a, this is like a singular, like representation of like, like, damn, uh, it hurts for the soldier, but it hurts for the general too. You know.
1: Oh yeah, it's like a D- Dumbledore has to call in the drone strikes, but he also has to drink the bone hurting. Right. juice. I see. He has yeah, to live okay. with his
0: choices, right? Like, uh-huh. like uh-huh. he has to live with his pain. Um, that's that's like the furthest I can figure for the Dumbledore stuff. Okay. Um, on the other hand, and I think this is the more infuriating and frustrating one for me, mm-hmm. is that, um what you see is what you get in terms of like what this is supposed to say for Voldemort's character, because like Dumbledore is just literally saying out loud, like, I think this represents that, uh, Voldemort is afraid of pain and wants to inflict pain. And that the Voldemort stuff is just a shambles. It's just a mess. And, the, and, and like, I, I'm sorry that this episode has like been 90% rewrite suggestions, <laughs> but this is maybe my biggest one. Um, and it's that I think the Achilles heel for this whole thing um, and, and we've talked at length at like how like I like turning Voldemort into criminal mind serial killer just completely ruins the effect of his character. Um, but I think the one way that you could at least save it and make like the best possible criminal minds episode uh, Here would be instead of this like story about Voldemort taking two kids into the cave and torturing them or whatever, we lack really a reason other than I guess he was born evil for Voldemort to like feel any misanthropy, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And what if Voldemort was like on this orphanage outing or whatever and fell off the cliff and broke his leg and crawled into this cave and thought he was going to die and was living in searing pain for days and feeling resentful about all the p- p- kids abandoning him uh and you know the 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 maybe he was pushed like like the, have something happen to Voldemort to make this cave have any sort of significance and have the, the pain juice have any sort of significance because Voldemort just being a, like a misanthrope serial killer is very boring, but like <laughs> it's at least su- at least having him show like if, if you must go that route, you need to have the part where like you you see the vulnerability in the character, right that makes it such a it's such a bad story or whatever, right? But Voldemort doesn't mm-hmm. have that he was just a little Hitler from the beginning so like what's the point why did he make yeah, this it's, pain shrine it's,
1: it works against itself so much and and in this chapter like especially because it is so heavy with Dumbledore explaining things like Dumbledore explaining motives and kind of. And really, like, really what it comes down to is explaining what the story is about Mm -hmm. and saying the themes at us, Um, like him kind of talking about Voldemort's style and all of that and how, like, oh, Voldemort thinks that – like. Like physical weakness or or physical injury is the worst thing possible, um, and he's scared of it. Um, and then with with the zombies, there's some like moralizing about how how Dumbledore or Voldemort thinks that, that death is the scariest thing. He he doesn't recognize that it's just like the next great adventure or or whatever. <laughs> um, which like I understand like that that's always been the thematic of Harry Potter, yeah. but. You can't you can't have him be a Ted Bundy and also moralize right. about that stuff because it's almost like anything that you're doing to try to like make him like sympathetic or or at least like understand like why he why he took did the things he did or why he cares about the things that he cares about doesn't work when he's just like born evil force of nature guy. Yeah. There's like this this aspect of just like. You know, you can't, you can't even be really mad about Voldemort if he's just kind of doing what his nature is. Right,
0: yeah. It's also, I also, like, got so annoyed at specifically the line you mentioned there, the like, oh, Voldemort thinks physical injury is the worst thing that can happen. Which is not at all in line with the character we've ever seen for him. If that was true, if Voldemort if Voldemort is, like, some evil psycho and he thinks the worst thing in the world is, like, physical injury, why does he use the spell that kills people without injuring them? Like, right. you could make it... Honestly, I, hey, Joe, looking directly at the camera, speaking to J.K. Rowling right now, if mm-hmm. you want an excuse to make a a, a, a fucked up serial killer story... What if what if Voldemort, cause he, you know, he's so fucked up. He doesn't use the gun spell. <laughs> he freaking uses, I don't know, like sword spell and and crucio, and he fucking man, the when the aurors walk into those crime scenes, you know, the trainee aurors run and they barf in the alley, cause like, damn, Voldemort fucks those bodies up because he cause he's a freaking sicko. Right. But then deep down you realize He only does that because he himself is so afraid of physical injury, because he thinks that's the worst thing possible. Like, you could at least write a shitty Criminal Minds episode, but you (laughs) didn't even do that!
1: Yeah, because it is it really it is like in this moment that would totally make sense where it's like oh all of a sudden the gun spell is the is the spell that cops use because it's like I mean it's painful instant death that has no injury yeah you know but Voldemort he's um, too he's
0: too sick for that he he wants to play with his food right like why not go that route if you must have that be his character
1: also it just seems like it is the opposite of his character in the way that like. I my instinct would be for for this like cartoon villain character that he was before where he would do anything anything to stay alive forever yeah he doesn't care about his body he has a new one yeah he has he has he has already burned one by now he was in the back of
0: a guy's head for a year
1: and he even said like it's the it's like the worst pain that you can imagine like if you like it seems like he would be just completely separated from the idea of physical wounding being a problem. Yeah. Cuz that's what being immortal is. Right. <laughs> that's his whole thing. It's like I don't care what happens to my body. I just want to live forever. Yeah, he's
0: already a fucked up looking snake guy. He's not going like, "Ooh, damn, my pretty face." He already he already sacrificed his pretty face. Harry made it very yeah. clear that he got disappointed about how how much less handsome he got when he turned evil. Right. <sighs> yeah.
1: It just feels like both Dumbledore and Harry just say stuff completely at random. And it's like all stuff that is supposed to sound really good or like sound like it's meaningful, yeah. but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: nothing lines. Nothing in this chapter lines up. None of these profound moments the characters have, none of the like pontification Dumbledore does about Voldemort's character, nothing Harry says about Dumbledore using magic in ways he's never seen before, n- none of them have anything backing them up. It's all just bluster. It's like it is it is really fake gravitas this scene has.
1: Voldemort needs to not be a serial killer. It's the worst it's I'm the worst. Sorry thing to keep did. harping it's on this, but he might as well just like be a dog with rabies at this point. I don't know why that <laughs> that, that makes down. why does that make me like care about yeah. that character or like what the thematic meaning of his like quest for immortality is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's gone. It it, it has it has it has no bearing on any theme that previously existed for for voldemort it's uh it's a mess god we haven't even talked about this z- zombies i don't even give a shit about them they're zombies they're dumb they're afraid of fire i don't care <laughs> fuck zombies boring i
1: i, I don't- the zombies but i do care that harry is just like um after this huge traumatic event where he accidentally used really super duper dark magic horrible horrible sword spell, It's the darkest sword spell we've got in the books and now he's just using it left and right oh what am i going to use on these zombies sword spell especially oh no it doesn't work
0: especially i especially <laughs> also love that when the when dumbledore first sees the zombies and is not worried about them he says uh because fire harry duh they're weak to fire then he drinks all the juice and the zombies appear and harry forgets that uh fireworks and he he has to he you know he uses he fires a couple sword spells off um and then he remembers when dumbledore casts fire on the zombies and then after they get in the boat and they're sailing across in the fire boat uh, <laughs> harry says sorry dumbledore i forgot that you said that they were weak to fire I was just so caught up in the moment. I forgot you told me three pages ago that it's like just, you it's fine. Just don't say that. Stop drawing attention to all of these things. Why are you why are you doing this to yourself?
1: <laughs> it's so funny. It's, I, don't it's, know, I don't know if Harry knows the fire lasso spell. I can't believe that the spell was described as a lasso. Dumbledore literally lassoed zombies together and then used a bubble of fire to get them back across the lake. It is the most video game ass, like,
0: quest in this yeah. book. Wow. Yeah. Also, just just, just to put a, a, a tie a bow on the, like, you know, this, this chapter invites these stupid CinemaSins nitpicks. Um, the part where Dumbledore's asking for water and Harry is trying to squirt it into the goblet with aquamenti and keeps missing. Just, <laughs> just shoot it into his mouth. What are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> again, would not care usually, but this is a whole chapter where characters keep on having page long conversations about the exact specific way you have to do everything to have it make sense. And then Harry just, doesn't squirt water into Dumbledore's mouth I guess. He just it has to go in a cup. What is what am I an animal? I'm not drinking out of I'm not just drinking out of a hose. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be in a damn wine glass.
1: Harry's got to get Dumbledore some of that zombie water.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. I think we, we you know, we we've been going long on this cuz this is an insane chapter. We should probably wrap up pretty soon, but we we, we we have to deal with the the coup de grace that this hmm. uh, that this chapter leaves us on. Okay. It just you just you know it finishes me off. This fucking um, <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm here with you. Thing. It's very
1: about? profound sounding, huh?
0: What's that all about? What does that? What mean? does it mean? What exactly does Dumbledore see in Harry that uh, makes that true? Harry Harry um, couldn't squirt water into his mouth two minutes ahead of this. <laughs>
1: he couldn't squirt water into his mouth. He couldn't use a fire lasso. Um, he pestered him about the size of the boat. I'm not sure what he <laughs> is. Do- I'm not sure what he's done so far. Um, Six thousand eight hundred sixty-one people have highlighted that line. Um, so I assume that they have all highlighted, that and then written in a little note that says, what does this
0: mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it is like, it is a good line. Like, like, it's, it's, it has, it's a good line in the, in, in the sense that like, in my lizard brain, I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Right. It's like, but it means nothing because, because this character, this character has no reason to say this to Harry uh especially because they just nearly died they they nearly fucked this up so bad because harry was so inept um
1: they they only didn't die because because dumbledore just like revived
0: in time (laughs) yeah he dumbledore remembered fire spell when harry could not um it is i but it really encapsulates this whole chapter really right like it sounds really nice it has the cadence of a powerful moment but there's no weight behind it
1: yeah i just don't even really know what he means
0: yeah like harry harry's too young to apparate and has never apparated before they're about to apparate back to hogwarts or whatever <laughs> at Hogsmeade, uh and dumbledore's like you know what i not what could possibly go wrong
1: <laughs> why can't dumbledore apparate is he out of mana
0: no yeah he's he's definitely i mean fire spell is it
1: because is it because we're in lord of the rings um lord of the rings cave where the magic works differently so (laughs) he's like out of out of out of blue juice
0: (laughs) yeah you should have brought a mana potion oh fuck he left it well that was unfortunately that was uh they left the goblet back on the island so what would he drink it out of
1: That's true. That's true. He wouldn't, he wouldn't just drink drink it, drink it out of his cupped hands like some kind of animal. I would like to, I would like to, um, kind of like end this conversation by trying to hold two images of Dumbledore in our head at once. Okay. And one of them is from the beginning of this chapter and one is from the end. And the one at the end, um, is the, he is weakened. Uh, he's drank the bone hurting juice. Uh, so he's not doing too good. He has a withered hand. Um, things are looking bleak, but they completed their quest and Dumbledore turns to Harry, his voice a little stronger despite the freezing water. I'm not worried. I'm with you. Okay. Do you have that image of Dumbledore in your head? Okay. Now I also want this other image of Dumbledore (laughs) leaping from a rock with the the sudden athleticism (laughs) of a much younger man (laughs) and swimming across the sea. Um with his wand in his mouth like it's a knife.
0: <sighs> Who is this character? Uh the answer is whoever he needs to be for the scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. What a chapter. I, I feel cleansed now, honestly, having finished this chapter. Um, but then I realized that we're getting always next chapter, so. Are we? I think so. I think that's next.
1: I, I think, I don't think so. I think he's just mad. I think he just gets the, I am the half-blood prince, and then he escapes.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe. I can't, I, I don't know. I think know. always
1: is a Deathly Hallows thing. Is
0: it? Okay. Maybe, okay. So maybe we're safe. I don't I know. I think we're safe for now. I, I, I'm relieved to hear that but uh but i I feel like we're not out of the woods yet on this book even though it feels like this chapter is like everything crashing down um we've got we've got some shit to get to
1: it feels like fan fiction and i don't mean that as an insult to fan fiction right at all but it reads in a way and it's kind of it's kind of the lord of the rings thing coming back around as if a fan were reading Harry Potter and thought, wouldn't it be cool if Harry Potter felt more like Lord of the
0: Rings? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, like it, it, it the, the concept of this cave and the imagery around the potion and like the blood door and the, you know, uh, the boat, and <laughs> the zombies or whatever. It is such an escalation from mm-hmm. like what Harry Potter imagery normally is, which is like, and actually, I, you know, there's an interview or not an interview. Um, uh, one of the like Pottermore J.K. Rowling articles, where she, where mm-hmm. it has J- Joe's thoughts at the end or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Where she says like, uh, you know, the zombies were important or the inferior were important because I, you know, I wanted I wanted to I'd I'd mentioned them already in the first book or whatever, but I was very careful because you know zombies aren't really part of british folklore um that's more of like a haitian thing um and like that's a weird thing to say because you know like zombies specifically yes are are haitian thing but like the undead are in plenty of like english and and european folklore right but it's funny that she has this self-awareness about like how different this scene feels um, and she was like, well, I had to minimize them cause you know, I, I didn't want them to come up again. I just wanted them for this one cool scene, but it like, it really is a chapter that feels like it is emulating other fantasy mm-hmm. in a way that this, like this series never has like, like Harry Potter, I think one of its strengths has always been that it is pulling more from like fairy tale and, uh-huh. and um like like english folklore stuff if that makes sense rather than high fantasy right Mm -hmm. like like you know the the, uh, you know i i if if you're not a huge nerd like me like those might sound like the same thing but they are there's a pretty big gulf between those two things and like harry potter has always been much more in the like unicorns and fairies and and like uh uh pointy wizard hats and, like it's it's always been much more fairy tale focused and and this feels like imagery ripped from lord of the rings or like you know, like i said dnd like like these much more mythological high fantasy based stories mm-hmm. and it just doesn't click it 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 is uh And I think that most of why it doesn't click is because it is, um, you know, like, as we've discussed at length, like, bad thematically. Um, But I think even if, like, even if that stuff had worked, I think it would be a weird anomaly. um, Because it is just such a different vision of fantasy than has ever existed in this series.
1: I mean, it's, um, I make a lot of jokes about the Criminal Minds thing. But it's weird that this comes at the same time that Voldemort's backstory has taken huge inspiration and gestures at what I would describe as, like, more – I mean, it's a cartoon, but, like, more modern social issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that was all the, the like, Voldemort's parents stuff Um, was, like, this kind of, like, really clumsy cartoonish social commentary. Yeah. Um, that reflects closer to our modern world right yeah so to have Voldemort be grounded more in reality in that way but then also become like a Lord of the Rings villain at the same <laughs> time witch. is yeah. so so bizarre yeah like what what a strange like very like polar opposite kind of like archetypes for a character to take. Um, all in one that both feel so outside of the tone and context of Harry Potter but yeah. happening simultaneously in this same book.
0: And honestly, I will say this, like those are two completely opposite kinds of things, you know, mm-hmm. but like imagine, and this is maybe why I think this stuff is so frustrating. Imagine if she would pulled it off. I think that <laughs> is what is so like ultimately so annoying about, about this. Mm-hmm. is when i say like oh or, 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 or you know i say like oh like he feels like a criminal minds serial killer and also uh, a lich from lord of the rings or something that could be fucking sick right like like <laughs> yeah. someone could write that and it would it would ball out like that would be awesome to have like damn this is like silence of the lambs and D and it works and it they they got it right wow this this is like hannibal plus uh uh i can't think of any more cool liches but you know what i'm talking about like it's i'm not saying you shouldn't try to, to you know swing for the fences or whatever like mix genres that fucking whips but uh this it feels less like she's mixing genres in interesting ways and more like she uh, is tired of writing a fairy tale. And is yeah, like it, feel,
1: it feels much more like it, it's in Bizarro World where I feel like if like uh, Harry Potter, like Harry Potter is its own thing. Right. Like it has a set like the, the time that they have at Hogwarts is like it's identifiable as a thing. And now I get the impression that everything outside of Hogwarts is Lord of the Rings (laughs) and the, and the world doesn't, it's like, Oh yeah, all the magic you do in, and Hogwarts is, is Harry Potter magic. It's the Harry Potter world. But as soon as you step outside of the gates of Hogwarts, you are either in criminal minds. If you're in the muggle world or you're in Lord of the Rings yeah, if or, you're in Wizard
0: World uh, and also maybe a little bit of Narnia. Like yeah, <laughs> it is yeah, it is it's incongruent but not in an interesting way. It mm-hmm. it's just it feels like she got tired of writing one thing and just brought in what she would rather be writing, which is crime fiction.
1: I I mean it really in some ways I I think that she maybe got because like she talks about planning everything at a time right and we've kind of gone back and like talked about like oh like obviously not but this book feels plotted in a way that like she got too down in the weeds and then never zoomed out to see what the story was (laughs) because it doesn't make sense
0: yeah yeah it's this feels like a, a um, we've reached like a real milestone with this series, with this chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. She says this is her favorite book. Of all of
0: them. She <sighs> sure does, huh? hmm. Well, uh, we've gone real long on this one. I think it deserved it, but we should probably take a break and then come back. And uh, we've got some Reddit questions to deal with this week. This sounds good. everyone and welcome back um one of the prevailing questions i think we both had after reading this chapter about dumbledore drinking the juice is what did it actually mean
1: <laughs> yeah i do want to know what it means
0: what what does the what is the significance of the um bone hurting juice uh why did they have to drink it what is the point what does it taste like etc cetera. Et cetera. Um, and I figured we should turn to the wise minds online to find out what other people think of this scene. hmm Some of them have some very interesting observations about uh, this scene. Some of them have some theories about uh, what the scene represents or what it reminds them of. hmm um, and some of them just have some some smart thoughts that I would like to like to share.
1: You know that's wonderful, and uh, I know that all of these are going to be funny. <laughs> but I also have a a little a nugget of curiosity here: how someone who is attempting to be an online fan of thing <laughs> is going to want to interpret this chapter. So yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into it. Okay.
0: All right, well we're, we're going to have a, a wide range of topics and opinions here. Perfect. Um, the first one is actually more of a, of a like detail observation, but I think I think we might have a unique answer for this. Okay. This is uh, from Reddit and this is uh, f- um, titled "The Emerald Potion Recipe." Ooh. Hi, r slash Harry Potter. My favorite magical subject has always been potions. I was rereading the books recently and got to the part where Harry and Albus got the lock at Horcrux, and I was curious about the potion that Albus drinks. I did some digging on the HP wiki, but there's nothing about how it was made. I know that a lot of potions named in the books don't have specific recipes, but I think it can be fun to think about. How do you think Voldemort makes the Drink of Despair, and why?
1: Uh first of all, love that they are on a first name basis with Albus. With I'm, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and start calling him that as well.
0: Um here's here's my first reaction to this. <laughs> I think we might have accidentally invented the drink of despair. When we were I'm, trying
1: I'm so glad you said that cuz that was also my thought. I'm <laughs> like, I think that we might have been trying to make a luck potion, but yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> it,
0: it, we made a fuck potion instead. Oof, ouch, fuck my bones um first
1: step is you take some uh tapioca beads (laughs) and um and and one
0: egg (laughs) you need some bay leaves it's a whole thing you can listen to the episode where we make the luck potion but i think we might have actually made the true emerald potion (laughs) recipe
1: the drink of despair ah i need water
0: (laughs) Ah, oh i need some water oh but i can't get it into the cup oh fuck this is horrible (laughs) um our next one uh, is more of a question about the chapter. Okay, uh, this, is, this is a little more, a little more specific. Could Harry have soloed the inferies in the cave had he not forgotten to cast fire spell?
1: I think that this redditor was touching on the question that I asked earlier, which was, <laughs> does Harry know um, fire lasso? Which I assume is like a like a like a mod of normal fire spell, and yeah, that really is the question. Could Harry have soloed <laughs> army zombies with with his basic fire attack?
0: Dumbledore was implying that Harry could have soloed them, just that <laughs> Harry forgot to cast fire spell. Mm-hmm. I swear I didn't write this. Uh-huh. But do you think Harry could really have done that? There were like 20 to 50 infuries. Do you think Dumbledore overestimated Harry's magical power?
1: What is the 20 to 50 based on? <laughs> That's also a really wide gap.
0: <laughs> I feel like the answer to could Harry have soloed all the inferies might vary wildly <laughs> based on where the real number lands between 20 and 50. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um in this very spooky cave scene that I think is supposed to be very cinematic the idea that it was 20 like 20 dead guys is very funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well let's let's knowing what we know about Harry's like uh uh skill set his toolkit let's uh-huh. Okay so his Q is Expelliarmus for sure. Yeah. Um we know that his ult is a choke slam. Yeah. Which, you know, might not be that useful against, like, you know, that's a good one-target spell, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's really going to help you in a team fight. Like, especially, you know, 1v50 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you really have to pick pick someone off individually with that one. But, uh-huh. like, what other moves does he have? So we have his Q and his R. What are, What's his W and his E?
1: I mean, I guess, like, based on the video games, I can only assume that he does no fire spell. Right, so that's one of the first spells that you get in like the first PlayStation game.
0: Okay, um, so maybe he's I, just not leveled his E.
1: Well, he might have it, but I guess the real question is: is like obviously it's not a fireball, you know? Yeah, and I guess I kind of picture it like a like a cone of cold, but it's you know cone fire. of fire, right? Right. Um. So it so like totally depends on how how wide of a cone he has. Or if it's just like a straight line of fire, right. yeah. About whether he can solo twenty to fifty zombies,
0: yeah. And his, I guess, his W is is the is sword spell, which we know was not very effective against them. So I don't know if no. he could solo them. Uh, without without using the fire spell, I think he might be fucked. Uh, at least against fifty for sure. Maybe not twenty. Maybe he could. Maybe he could bang out twenty like just by the skin of his teeth. Mm -hmm. um but but otherwise i don't think he's soloing the inferi here
1: for for a scene that is um so reliant on them being the big scary monster i know very little of the inferi's like skills and abilities
0: (laughs) well someone on this in this reddit thread says dumbledore was a pyromancer and therefore innately talented at fire spells oh do we know that is that true? <laughs> this is all this is all cave lore, I think. Yeah. Do we know that Dumbledore is a pyromancer? I didn't know that that existed in Harry Potter.
1: Is this back to the thing where each of the houses is like associated with an element?
0: Oh, right. Because the Gryffindor, he's like fire related, maybe. But that would mean that Harry is a pyromancer too, and he couldn't, he didn't, even remember he had the fire spell.
1: He, yeah, he shouldn't use cut spell. That's a that's a a Slytherin. Slytherin's bag.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's a little odd. I, d- I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I want to, I want to look, I want to put a pin in that. I want to research Dumbledore Pyromancy after this. <laughs> Moving on to our next one. Uh, this is called, thank God Dumbledore found the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Harry would never find the cave. If he found the cave, he wouldn't find the door. If he found the door, he wouldn't know how to open it. If he opened the door, he wouldn't find the boat. If he found the boat, he'd be killed by Inferi. For whatever reason, Voldemort blew all of his budget for Horcrux protection on the locket. And it is a miracle that Dumbledore found it in time. And yes, Regulus already got it, but the trio would have needed to learn that. The fact that Harry saw the defenses of that Horcrux and didn't just give up when he realized he had to destroy four on his own is really just a testament to his character.
1: (laughs) He blew his budget on the locket (laughs) Horcrux defense?
0: Uh, Do we know what Voldemort's world domination budget is? (laughs) Is is this the Drill
1: Candles tweet?
0: (laughs) Paying Death Eaters, 1500 galleons. (laughs) Putting a magical boat and uh, cave terraforming, 150 million galleons. Someone who is good at economy, please help me take over the wizarding world.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I don't think Harry could have done it.
0: That seems true. I I also I like that this is this post is three paragraphs of just fucking giving it to Harry here. He wouldn't have found the cave. He wouldn't know how to find the door. He wouldn't know how to open it. If he opened the door, he wouldn't find the boat. And if he did find the boat, he'd be fucking murdered. But he would be soloed by the zombies. Uh,
1: I <laughs> I feel like this this is a direct response to me saying earlier that imagine if this book had been about Harry trying to find this cave (laughs) yeah, and it's like no absolutely not Harry would have never found the cave (laughs) he would have never found the boat and if he found the boat he would have drowned
0: yeah I love that it is it is just going in on Harry for the first two paragraphs here and then it ends on and it's really just a testament to his character like damn Harry is fucking stupid and wouldn't have accomplished anything but he was (laughs) you gotta hand it to him he had some tenacity that's right there's a good response to this i never thought about this while i agree that it is the most ridiculously guarded horcrux when i think about some of the others they're just protected differently my mind goes to the cup and the diary in particular getting into gringotts is already a feat and the charm she put on the items is honestly deadly if harry had been without grip and hermione he wouldn't have gotten the cup imo so this is a whole the whole essay this person has written in the comments about how uh the other characters are important to the story also
1: I can't deal with the style of of talking about fiction where it's like, if this didn't happen, then the plot would not be the same.
0: (laughs) It's like, damn, you're right. (laughs) Here's another one from Reddit. Uh Dumbledore was losing control while drinking the emerald potion would have been a disaster if he just accidentally blasted Harry with fiend fire <laughs> to stop him from feeding more of it. I'm sorry for posting this silly thought. That is all the t- that is all the title no text. I don't <laughs> Dumbledore was fucking losing control. He would have blasted Harry.
1: That would have been so bad
0: with fiend fire. <laughs> Do we learn in this chapter that it's fiend fire? By the way, where does that knowledge come from?
1: I have no idea. But I, I also, f- I also think that means that maybe Harry couldn't have soloed the the, the army y- of zombies because he doesn't have like fiend fire. He has normal fire.
0: Yeah. Um. Fiend fire. I, I used to think, do you remember when we saw Crimes of Grindelwald and there was like the big fire scene at the end? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck was all that? Where did that come from? And and you told me, oh, that's Fiendfire. I, for whatever reason, before you told me that, had always assumed that Fiendfire was like something from fan fiction only. Mm. And I forgot that it existed in the story. And now I'm, I'm kind of on like Fiendfire watch, like trying to figure out where that comes up. I um, mean,
1: I think that it's, I think that it's fire that you have control over, right? Right, But it yeah. also has a mind of its own. So I guess maybe it is implied that because <laughs> Dumbledore made a lasso, that it must be fiendfire. fire. But right. I guess I
0: don't know that for sure. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm still on, on the lookout for like when that appears. Uh, uh-huh.
1: I think it gets named in Deathly Hallows, but I'm not sure.
0: Okay. So that's all from the Harry Potter subreddit. Uh-oh. but i have a few more Uh oh we're we're taking a trip to elsewhere online today wonderful uh-huh. and we're going to the i was about to say the fine folks but that is incorrect um the folks <laughs> at nofap uh the people who think that if you don't jack off you get magical brain powers
1: I lo- I love this. I lo- you know, I feel so comfortable and at home on the Harry Potter subreddit and it feels like <laughs> we're just going on a little field trip a right now. A
0: little field trip. We're going We're going on a field trip to a to to see how much darker the internet really can be, I guess. Um if you search Harry Potter on NoFap, there are <laughs>
1: so I feel like I've never heard such a revealing revealing statement
0: (laughs) i cannot take full credit for this this is this is an activity that we have passed back and forth multiple times
1: (laughs) i just said it was revealing (laughs)
0: um if you search harry potter on on the nofap subreddit you are greeted with a uh a a long long list of posts of people posting quotes about you know it's always you know it's, it's it's always darkest before <laughs> light comes in and, and lots and lots of quotes from characters talking about how good stuff happens if bad stuff also happens yeah. but there are some specific posts in here about this scene um of with course. some revelations that people have had <laughs> that are very I think,
1: funny i think this is finally going to answer my question about what this scene is about
0: <laughs> finally we're gonna we're, we're digging into some themes here um, this one is titled, Realized that PMO Addiction is like this scene from Harry Potter. Now, fuck, what's PMO again?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, can you can you refresh me on my nofab vocabulary? What is
0: PMO? Not pra- Project m- Management Office. We're gonna, okay, what does PMO mean? Uh porn masturbation orgasm in that order <laughs> it describes the series of events one goes through in order to quote fap so it's just jack it just means jacking off what to say that why you just invented a new acronym what <laughs> Oh, wait, here's... Oh, my God. Okay, we're getting way too into the weeds here, but this is very funny. There is another derivative to this acronym, which is MO. MO means masturbation, orgasm, which means satisfying yourself with your hand while not viewing any kind of stimulating pornographic material. Some people believe that MO is better than PMO, but that not doing either is the best option. Okay. So, okay. So that's a great thank you. Thank you, Reddit, for coming up with this dumb shit. Um, back to the post. Remember the scene where Dumbledore and Harry go to get Slytherin's locket? The locket is protected by the Potion of Despair. And then in brackets, PMO cycle. It does horrible <laughs> things to you. And Harry, brackets, our minds will say anything to get us to drink the potion. And then they've linked to the scene from the movie.
1: So... Is, is that trying to say that in the mean, the, the grander meaning of the scene itself, that Harry is like Dumbledore's conscience or like the, or or Dumbledore's like devil on his shoulder because he had to make Dumbledore drink the potion. Yeah, I'm
0: actually not s- sure exactly what they mean here now that I think. It- so hang on. The potion of despair is the PMO cycle. But that doesn't make any sense because the drinking the potion feels bad. And I thought that the entire thesis of the, the NoFap thing was that you need to not do the thing that feels good to feel more good later. Because they're all just tr- traditional Christians without the God part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i don't think that i think this analogy even look even by the low bar on that's on the floor here <laughs> i think that they might have fucked this one up
1: yeah i don't yeah i don't know about that the one. locket
0: is protected by the potion of despair pmo cycle it does horrible things <laughs> to you and harry our minds will say anything to get us to drink the but drinking the potion is ultimately good because you need the yeah, horcrux they
1: needed they needed to drink the potion it was the right thing to do, even though it was hard.
0: Right. So shouldn't it be that the drinking the potion is like not cranking it to cool porno?
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, damn, you want to do that, but you can't because you need the you need the brain powers that not jacking off gives you. Hmm. So I think I think that this person fucked it up. They I, got it backwards. They got it backwards. There's no comments, so I guess I guess everyone agreed. Uh, let's go. Let's check in on another uh, uh, no fap, uh, excuse me, a fapstronaut uh, and see mm. what they have to say about this. Okay, sure. Title is Don't Trust Your Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I relapsed after 38 days of no PM. Mm. Just before I relapsed, I actually searched for reasons and excuses to justify PMO and looked for anything to prove that the no fat movement was a hoax which i deep down knew really wasn't the case oh buddy so close oh buddy eventually i steered off the road and into the ditch i believe that this was a result of my PMO addicted brain telling me to, to what to do to get what it wants during the reboot process you may not be able to trust your own brain your compass is broken and because of that you can't always trust it to lead you in the right direction Mm -hmm. think of it like the potion of poison scene in harry potter and the half-blood prince where dumbledore has to drink the potion in the basin to get the locket out of the bottom think of yourself as harry your brain as dumbledore (laughs) the locket as the goal of rebooting and drinking the potion is quitting PMO. Okay, hang on. Just real quick here. I think that this is saying what we were suggesting about the last one. Perfect. You're Harry. Your brain is Dumbledore. So you, <laughs> those are two. Okay, so you. Hold on. My brain is. Okay, I'm having a problem already holding these two thoughts. Uh huh. Yourself is Harry. Your brain is Dumbledore. You, so you and your brain, different. <laughs> okay got it the locket is the goal of rebooting which i'm assuming is getting back on getting your brain powers back (laughs) after 38 days of not jacking it um and drinking the potion as quitting so that's the part that we were talking about
1: yeah drinking the potion is not jacking it
0: right drinking the potion feels bad you wish you were doing something else that is that at least makes more sense Alright, moving on. In order to reach your goal, you have to force your brain to do something it doesn't want to do. The further you go, the more painful it becomes, and the more your brain will beg you to stop. You have to be the Harry Potter in this case, and continue to deprive your brain of what it wants. It wants to reach the goal, even when it tells you to stop. If you can't be the person to do that, then use an outside source to get you through it. Just don't always rely on your brain, as it doesn't always know what is best for it.
1: I... I love these posts but not for the sake well I do also love the, love them for the sake of them and this, <laughs> this wonderful community but I love that the scene makes so little thematic sense the only way that you can bend over backwards to try to find any meaning in it is to make <laughs> Harry and Dumbledore representative of one person like just like, a, <laughs> right. like like it's like the only thing that you can squeeze out of it is some sort of like man versus himself story right but there are two people in the scene <laughs> there are
0: two characters there's in
1: two characters in the scene. scene with barely a motivation between them <laughs>
0: It's like between us, we have a motivation.
1: Sort of, and it might yeah. be about jerking off, but yeah, here we are.
0: Oh god, I've been waiting. I, I, I think we discovered the no fat Harry Potter post before the podcast even started. So I'm very mm-hmm. glad that we have finally gotten here. There, I just as a a a, 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 a tantalizing slash threatening promise mm-hmm. to the audience. There are more of these. There, there are so many of these posts out there. Not mm-hmm. about this scene. Just about about so many bits of Deathly Hallows in particular um, that are very very funny. But for now I've got one last thing and it's, uh, we're moving away we're, we're continuing our field trip. We're leaving NoFat. Wave goodbye. Goodbye Fabstronauts. I hope you have your good brain power soon. Um, we are going to the world of investment banking oh this is called the emerald potion and investments <laughs> uh and this is from uh mit thoughts and i don't know if that's mit like the college or if that's if that's something else but that is that is where this is from in Harry Potter and the half blood Prince by J.K. Rowling, there is an interesting story about the Emerald Potion, which I have reproduced below. Uh, and they've included the quote about um, having to drink the potion. <laughs> the Emerald Potion, also known as the Drink of Despair, is a mysterious potion which induces fear, delirium, and extreme thirst. According to Dumbledore, the potion cannot be penetrated by hand, vanished, parted, scooped up, siphoned away, transfigured, charmed, or otherwise made to change its nature in any way. It can only be drained away by drinking. As such, this potion is meant for protecting something of extreme importance. Although the potion typically does not kill the victim, it nonetheless makes them very weak and vulnerable. As such, for a more complete security, something else, someone else should be there prepared to attack the victim once they finish drinking the potion. Wait, hang on a second. Oh, okay, never mind. Some, yes, they're talking about the zombies. As such, for a more complete security, some something else should be there prepared to attack the victim once they finish drinking the potion. Mm-hmm. Lord Voldemort used this potion as part of the defense to protect one of his horcruxes. As one person would not be able to drink the entire contents without collapsing from the terrible effects, a second person would be required to force-feed them the potion, which Voldemort considered impossible due to the enchanted boat leading into the cave being designed to carry (laughs) only one adult wizard. (laughs) This is airtight. This particular defense was able to be breached on a small number of circumstances, though Mm. using underage wizards or magical creatures such as house elves, presumably because Voldemort underestimated them.
1: So, like, pretty much every time it was attempted? So Yeah, but every... both times yeah okay all right
0: actually that real quick that is something i forgot to mention in the main segment but this that part where dumbledore is like ah because he underestimated young people and uh house elves is so funny to me because it's yeah, like
1: underestimated them so much that he uh freaked out and tried to kill a baby
0: <laughs> there's that also like it, it makes the whole metaphor fall apart it's like ah the 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 as we all know uh racist guys the way that they enact their bigotry is by ignoring <laughs> those the, the things by, they're prejudiced by against.
1: forgetting that the people who they're bigoted against exist right and not, yeah. not thinking about them at all
0: yeah uh-huh. we know that that's how that works dumbledore though was an accomplished wizard and teacher instructs harry potter to force him to drink the potion no matter how much he refuses it Dumbledore was protecting himself from himself as he knew that he was prone to not making the right decision in this situation. Investors are prone to biases where they may refuse to do the right thing for their portfolio. An advisor Mm. can handhold investors in such a situation and let them not deviate from the right path.
1: Interesting.
0: Very interesting. According to Dumbledore, this potion cannot be penetrated by hand, vanished, parted, scooped up. They do the whole quote again. Market volatility is like this emerald potion, which cannot be penetrated by hand, (laughs) vanished, parted, scooped up, or siphoned away, nor can it be transfigured, charmed, or otherwise made to change its nature. That's right. That's right. You can't transfigure market volatility. I'm always saying
1: this. You cannot scoop that volatility out of the market.
0: I'm always saying this. Finally, when the emerald potion, and then in brackets volatility, is handled, what is left in the container is the desired locker. (laughs) portfolio growth bottom line is <laughs> investors need an independent advisor who protects them from their own biases. The advisor helps investors stay on course while handling volatility. The end result is the desired returns and portfolio growth. Hmm. Stay on course with the help of your advisor to realize your aspirations.
1: That's fascinating.
0: What an incredible um, series of metaphors Harry Potter has. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad that the culmination of six books worth of storytelling has culminated in the very deep observation that sometimes you might need to do something you don't like to get something you want.
1: I think I have a, I, my head canon about all of this is that um, one of these brave FAPstronauts Used the metaphor about the potion scene mm. in order to reach the locket at the bottom of the potion representing the superpowers you get, if you're not jerking it, <laughs> and became an investment advisor. Oh, fuck. And then he wrote that about how investment is also like the potion scene
0: that's character development that's right that's a better story than the cave scene on its own <laughs> they grew up they they, pr- they progressed they gained brain powers and used it to understand market volatility absolutely which cannot be scooped up siphoned no <laughs> none of those things you can't do it <laughs> all right uh our field trip is over um I uh I think we had a uh, had a lovely time and I think we um we learned a lot. Uh uh sometimes it's good to to step out of our comfort zone of the Harry Potter subreddit and see what's going on elsewhere, you know?
1: Yeah, I have a lingering question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know we've gone really long. Um I I'd like to um test drive a post that I could make on the Harry Potter subreddit. Yeah, um, and it would be about how um, I know that the Harry Potter fandom is really into really good acting, um, and in the Bellatrix Hermione scene um, <laughs> where, where where Bellatrix is torturing Hermione, and it's just like such a good performance. Everyone wants to see if there's like an extended scene mm-hmm. of the torture because it's like so inspiring mm-hmm. uh, and amazing to see those like two world class actors really really go at it for their craft um and and it's like uh, there's this other notable torture scene in harry potter and it's this dumbledore harry scene and i just would like to i just like to ask like does the harry potter phantom just not think that acting is as good or could there be another reason why <laughs> why they're why they're not as interested in what else could be driving motivation I, yeah you know i'm not really sure and i've never seen him and be like oh is there an extended scene of of Dumbledore getting tortured in the cave, like I just haven't seen that, so that's just like a curiosity that I have about why um, why they're not interested in that acting. Maybe just not. Maybe it's just not as good.
0: <laughs> Damn, that's really something to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be mulling over that that very <laughs> difficult question for the rest of the day. Do you think we should probably take it to the close so we can yeah, we can yeah, ponder? Yeah,
1: probably. We can think about that one.
0: Yeah. Huh. Well. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can catch them on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We have so much bonus content there for you. Hey, Liz's computer is fixed. We've got Witcher Yay! Talk. we got Witcher Talk back on the common room. I'm so excited to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liz, what are we reading next week? We're reading chapter
1: 27. It is called The Lightning Struck Tower.
0: Ooh, that's what Trelawney said was going to happen. Mm. She was right the whole time. Should have listened to her. Um, Before we go, we should check in with our friend Emerson Sparts to get a little piece of wisdom. Yeah. Um, I would just like to say uh, he has updated his profile picture on Twitter. He's photoshopped Ooh. a mask onto his uh, profile picture. Great. Um, It's still the photo of him on CNN or whatever. But yeah. Uh, but, you know, couldn't take a new photo with a mask on. Uh, no. Just just photoshop it onto the old one.
1: It's, it's the brand.
0: That's right. I think this is a really appropriate uh, piece of wisdom for this chapter. Children see the world in black and white, good and evil. Humanity is growing out of this phase. Compared to modern and complex villains like the Joker and Thanos, most old movies with their pure evil villains now feel like kids' shows. We are leveling up. <laughs> Oh, no, d- oh dear. <laughs> oh, Emerson. You rascal, please read another book.
1: Please
0: read another book. A lady there, makes ocean roll seem tame, but I know what you're after if you catch a ride. Cuz this heart and mama is just a cat in disguise.